0: Welcome and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to c Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. And you know, this may surprise some of you. Maybe some of you it won't be a surprise. I am an opinionated man. Uh, thank you, honey, for, <laughs> for not saying anything. Uh, I am certain that I have opinions about many things, but I have a, limited opinions about some things that I'm not knowledgeable about. But I like to hear other people's opinions because I do want to learn. And uh, I was raised in a family of opinionated people. Uh, I think I raised a family of opinionated people. Uh, I continue to see that trend in others' uh, generations as they come up, but I was always told you have your opinion, but you be teachable, right? Remain always remain teachable, but uh, you know nowadays there's so many opinions you hear about. You know everybody has their expert. Where do you turn to to find out, you know, what's right, right? Uh, In a complex world, you need a filter. You need a filter. So, some of you may be familiar with this. If you are listening on the podcast, I'm holding a North 7730M half-mask respirator with P100 particulate filters, the purple filters. And so, it is meant to filter dust, right? I I used to tell people when I do fit testing at work, uh, if you are in a propane leak, this will not save your life. You can't go like, I got this, I got my respirator. You will breathe dust-free propane gas and die, <laughs> right? So it's a specific filter. There are many different kinds of filters for this mask, but I knew people would be asking and be very curious. But I, so I need a filter because there's certain things I don't want to breathe in, right? If I'm doing drywall, drywall dust does not feel good when it blows back out your nose, right? And I have... A spare filter in here. Okay, I'm not sure how the lighting is, I'm not sure when the last time I used this is, so this may work or may not work. Okay. Okay. See that little puff come out of there? If I wasn't wearing that, that had been in my lungs, right? And so the filter is an important thing to have. Uh, and I, in our complex world, people have opinions about many things. And I, I want to show you, so, you know, when you're, when you're a parent or when you are, were a child and your parents want to say something to you or you're going to say something to your kids, what do you say? You know, not, not, mom, 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 mom. Lois. <laughs> yeah, Lois, Lois. Uh, but, you know, you, you say to your kids, listen, listen to this. You get that kind of little whispery voice. Listen to this. This is the title today because I want you to, to lean in and listen to this because th- this is important for you, for your filters. And, you know, uh, I don't want to be formed by the varied opinions of others. I want a, I want a Bible that's going to help me filter things in my life, right? There's, there's lots of examples, and I was trying to think of which one I could use. And so I, I came up with... Uh, with one right away that I, I thought of and I thought, you know, marital uh, infidelity in our, in our society is rampant, right? Like, it's just an accepted thing. And and so it's, it's simple for a person to just think, oh, you know, like, my marriage isn't great. This person was flirting with me. You know, I'm, I'm 61 years old, I still got it. You know, uh, I don't got my hair, but, you know, I got some appeal. Uh, God wants me to be happy. Right? We heard about that a few weeks ago. That that's not necessarily true, but um, what's what's the what's the Bible have to say about that? Well, you know what? Because I can I can justify it, right? You can justify some of your behavior. Well, it felt good. It didn't. It's just it's, you know I still love my wife. Well, you know what? The Bible is pretty clear. Give honour to marriage and remain faithful to one another God will sh- in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and who commit adultery. I don't even have to have an opinion. Right? I love that about the Bible in some areas that, you know, well, you know, that's, that's open to interpretation. It seems pretty plain. Right? And I think in, in a lot of areas, people take that, ex- they use that as an excuse because in those areas, the Bible is generally pretty plain about what to believe and what the Bible is about. So uh, I want a filter that makes an informed decision. And if I filter it with Scripture, I understand it's wrong. Right? It doesn't matter at that point how I feel. It doesn't matter at that point how what I think. Because the Bible says that it's wrong. And as a Christian, that's my my. My responsibility, the Bible even says it, it says we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. And it goes on and even says resist the devil and he will flee. So it tells us what to do when we have those things come upon us, right? It doesn't just say roll over, right? It says resist the devil. As a Christian, I need to look into the word of God and say why should I look there? Why should I look there? Why should I look in the Bible? Because I believe the Bible is my filter, right? I even, you know, I was thinking about, you know, other things that we filter. You imagine if David and Gina made coffee this morning and didn't put the filter in the pot, right? <laughs> yeah, would be chewing coffee, right? It's just something small, right? Pretty thin, but it, it's very necessary in order to make coffee. And so, you know, the, the Bible is. There, here we go. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what's right. You know, sometimes we don't have people around us to teach us. But, you know, we can, we can go to the Word of God. And the Word of God is an important thing for Christian people because it helps to teach us what is true. I don't have to know everything. And I'm comfortable with not knowing everything because I have a place to turn. I, I can't be trusted to figure it out all the time on my own, right? I, I, can, be, I can be wrong. I am not infallible, right? But, and we see the results of, of fallible thinking all around us in our society today you know, and, but we have the word of God, the the inspired word of God that's useful to teach us what is true and, you know, make us realize when we're wrong. And, and it's good. You know, I don't want to do wrong things. I don't set out to do some wrong things, but I might. And as I'm in the word of God, it will teach me and help me to realize what is wrong, right? I don't, but I have to know the Word of God for it to do me any good, yes. right? If, that, if your uh, Bible is just sitting on the shelf, if you have your app on your Bible, on your, you know, your, phone and you never open it, it, it doesn't do you any good. It's just another app. It's just another book. So you have to be into it, because if, if the Scripture is inspired by God and useful, then let's make use of it, right? Let's make use of it. Listen to this. Listen to this. Lean in, listen to this. The word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than the sh- sharpest sharpest, two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. If you want to read a motivational book, read the Bible. Right? There are some great motivational books out there, for sure. But if you want to be motivated to live a life, then read the Bible, right? That will that will give you a life worth living, right? That's, that's a life worth living. Um, it's alive and it's powerful, but you need to be aware because when you read it, it's going to expose your innermost thoughts and desires. And that's pretty scary to some people. Like, I don't even want to know my innermost thoughts and desires, right? Let alone kind of, you know, hey, uh, put them all there on Facebook for everybody else to see. Uh, so if my innermost thoughts and desires don't line up with the expectations of Scripture, then it's not the Scripture that needs to change. right? I can't manipulate the Bible to suit myself. And there, there were some people that would try and do that. Well, if I look hard enough in the Bible, I can make it say what I want it to say. Some people are pretty good at that. But it's not the way that the Bible is meant to do. It's not meant what the Bible's meant to be. Uh, you may even find, as you read the Bible, that some of the teachings of the Bible don't line up to culture today. You know, some accepted culture today is not biblical, right? None of us are surprised by that. And sometimes it's difficult to live a biblical life within a culture that isn't, right? And sometimes it honestly would be simpler to not. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to take... The Word of God, this living Word of God, and apply it to our lives. Right? It's sometimes it's difficult, right? But we're, that's what we're called to do. So, uh, as a Christian, I am narrow-minded, right? I am I am narrow-minded about some things because I believe that Jesus. <laughs> because I believe that Jesus wants us to be that way the scripture says that the road is broad that leads leads to destruction but the road is narrow the gateway to life is narrow right so i want to believe something over believing everything right i will i will take the narrow view i'll take the scriptural view because i believe it to be the living word of god and, and listen, listen to this. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Like a person who builds his house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in, in torrents and floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it was built on bedrock. Now, it doesn't say, yeah. Maybe the rains will come. It doesn't say, maybe the floodwaters will rise. Maybe the winds will beat against the house. Because, you know, when you get the maybe, you always hope that, well, maybe it won't. Right? Right? Yeah. It'll never happen to me. Right? But it says, though the rains come. The rains will come. You know, a few weeks ago, I looked at the scripture. It said, you know, in this world you will have trouble But take heart, I have overcome the world. Right? So though the rain comes in torrents, um, you ever wonder when you hear the weather, what's the difference between scattered showers and rain? Right? Is it going to rain or is it not going to (laughs) rain? Right? Uh, What's, you know, who comes up with 30% over 40%? But this, this is a sure thing. Though the rains come in torrents, and the floodwaters rise, and the wind beats against the house. Uh, that's what's going to happen to us at some point, right? And we, we need the assurance in ourselves that our faith is built on the bedrock. And the bedrock is the Word of God, right? If we, if we have our, our faith based on the Word of God, that's what will allow us to stand. If we're, if we're basing our ability to stand on ourselves, and the varied opinions of others, it will not work. You will collapse. The scripture in Matthew goes on to talk about your house being built upon the sand. Right? And uh, if anybody's ever built a sandcastle on the beach when the tide's out, and then the tide creeps in, and you know that little lap comes over and back, and, back, over and back, it doesn't take long for your little sandcastle to be gone, and when the tide goes back out the next day, you'll never even know that you had built that sandcastle the day before. So, um, years ago, when I was a college student, seemingly in my, (laughs) a different life, it seems now, it was so long ago, there was this stream by the college where we went. In the middle of this stream, there was a tree on this rock. And I remember, like, and it was there for the four years I was at college. It was there. I was just so in awe by this tree that was able to somehow grab onto that rock and hold onto it. But then years after, I went back. So first thing, I want to go see that tree. Gone. And I was like, what happened? You know, I was so... You know, I figured there was some sermon thing in there somewhere. Uh, Well, it just that stream needled away at those roots of that tree and time over time, over time, and it wasn't able to stay attached, right? And that, that I was really, it made an impression on me that, you know, it, it appeared so strong and vibrant and it was gonna be there forever. And, but over time, it wasn't able to maintain itself. And I, and I thought, for me, that was like a challenge at the time that, you know what, I have to maintain myself in the Word of God. Because all the other things of life are going to be just like that little stream. They're constantly flowing by. It's like the air that's constantly going by the filter. And it's going to just undermine and undermine. And one day, if I'm, if it's going to be gone. Right? So I want to have, continue to have that filter of the Word of God. Not take, not take the assumption that, well, hey, the last two years I read the Bible cover to cover. I even did it uh, chronologically. Right. I, I've not, not to say that I haven't really enjoyed it, and I think it's made a, r- a real difference in my life to have done that. I don't want to downplay that, but you know it, it's important to just to stay in the word and not not just kind of. Put, I, I know the Bible. I don't. I don't have to read it again. It, you know, it's it's like going to see the Titanic. After you know the story, you know how it's going to end, right? Why why go, right? So I want to make sure that I stay in that. Because listen, listen. You're truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. right? The truth will set you free. There are so many people that are so bound in this world today... And the truth of God's word, the tr- which is the truth of Christ's teachings that are found within the word of God will set them free. Right? It won't be me setting them free. It won't be a, a prayer that I lead them in that will set them free. But it'll be remaining faithful to Christ's teachings yes. that will set them free. Okay. Right? And so, you know, yes, I, I understand that there's this initial decision that a person makes to follow Christ. And, and that's a... A heartfelt decision and but people need once they've made that decision they need to know what the teachings of Christ are right why why make the initial decision without being able to go on and that's that's a challenge that that we have when as new people come in to our lives and into our church that we help them to know the truth to help them get to know the truth help them to get to know their Bible help them to to get free because there's, there are very many people bound today. So it doesn't mean that um, everybody's going to agree with you, right? It doesn't mean that people will agree with everything you say. Uh, like I said, you, you may appear narrow-minded. You know, that. I've pretty much found in my short life that everybody's narrow-minded about certain things. Right? There are some pretty opinionated people, and you could you could know that their opinion is wrong and you care for them. And you you try to you can you know, beat them over the head with the truth and they won't get it because there, there's this unwillingness to change, right? I'm I'm digging in. Right? I, I don't need to change. Well, you know, I, I found some areas in my life over time that I, I had dug into, but as the, as, my, as the truth of the scripture was revealed in my life, that undermined that digging in in that way, in a good way, that, you know what, I don't have to be dug in because really I want to be free. You know I want to be free to live the life that God has called me to live. Right? And I don't I don't want to get stuck because I've decided that I never need to change again or there's nothing new or I don't care what other people think. You know, I, I want to be, you know, if, if, if you want people to understand your opinions, then you have to listen to other people's opinions. Sometimes they're, they'll aggravate you. Sometimes they'll, you'll wonder, where did you even come up with that? But we need to always go back to the truth of the Bible. Right, as Christian people, we need to go back to the truth of the Bible, and we need to, to to say like, what what does God have to say about blah blah blah, you know? And and we're very fortunate nowadays that there are some great resources to help us do that. Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing. Like um, I found this little website; it's just called GotQuestions.org. Right, it's a fascinating website, you know, and you can just go on that and ask it a question about God and stuff comes up it's, it's really excellent like so and I'm not yeah I'm plugging that a little bit because I found it useful uh, not to say that there are, are not others that are just one that popped to mind but um, gotquestions.org so but don't don't ghosts there's so many books written about things in the Bible that, well, I, I can read what so-and-so says about the Bible, or I can read, you know, what this person's opinion is of the Bible. Uh, start with the Bible itself for you, right? And, and there are times where the Bible is difficult to understand. You know, uh, finally through Jeremiah, so uh, I'm still behind a few days. <laughs> <In January. laughs> you know what? Uh, but I, I have come to the... I was talking to Jasmine this week. While I was away, and I said, you know, like, because for me, uh, sometimes the Old Testament can be a bit of a haul. But to realize that, and I, I mentioned it last Sunday morning in our little group meeting here. It's October the second. If you're reading the Bible in a year, like on an app, it's usually like the beginning of October before before you get into the New Testament. So if if you got nine months of the year in the Old Testament, the Old Testament must be important. You know, when, when David said in Psalm 119, I think it's David, it's a psalm. It may not have been David, don't quote me. Uh, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He didn't know about Paul. He didn't even know about Jesus, right? He was hundreds of years before that ever happened, right? He didn't know about Isaiah and the captivities to Assyria and Babylon and all that. He was referring to the first five books of the Bible. He was referring to the law and that it was still a lamp unto his feet a light unto his path and if that if that part of the word was so important hundreds of years after it was given and it was a it was a lamp unto his feet well then how much more with this new revelation of Christ and of the the cross and the shed blood how much more should that word be a light unto our feet right but not, and there still has to be nuggets that we find as we look through the Old Testament. And I, I said to Jasmine as I was reading through Isaiah and Jeremiah, because they're the books that they're talking about the um, Israel. You're doing bad things. No one's, you know, you've sinned against me. You haven't followed the law. You do nasty things inside the temple. Um, I'm going to take you from the land. But then those those books end with hope. Right? So even in the midst of all of this, there's hope. I will restore you to your land. I will again be your God. You will again be my people. Right, And, and so I, as much as I you know, have, have worked at reading through it, I've really tried to work hard. God, this is your living word. This is your powerful word. Show me as I read through that stuff that I have a hard time with, I'm trying to be disciplined in the word, reading the Bible, show me what you want me to learn. And so, you know, if if this last month is just simply about, you know, where there was judgment, there was hope, right? I will take that because even in this world today where there's so much going on, we need to put out that there is hope, right? Even though there is judgment, there is hope. Right? there's hope for mankind and the hope for mankind is found within the pages of scripture listen to this where are we here am I going backwards oh. don't look! look at this don't look at this That one. I want to blank it out for a minute. But listen to this. See, that's a dramatic pause. right? So. <laughs> no, I didn't forget. I'm just like waiting. Everybody's just looking. It's, so, it's like, but see, that that's, that's what God is calling us to, right? Listen to this. He wants us to lean in because he has important things to say to us. Through his word. You know, and over, the, over the next few weeks, um, the, kind of the series is going to be, you know, about, like, you know, what, what do we believe as a church? What do we believe as a movement? And to me, this, is, um, this wasn't part of the series. This, this was when we got like, hey, pick whatever you want to do this Sunday. And I thought, well, you know, all of the other things are great, and I'm, I will not downplay them at all, but this is such a foundational part Of what we need to believe not just as a church you know I hope every church (laughs) believes this right that the Word of God is so important that when we need to keep going back to it no matter what we're doing that we keep going back to the living Word of God and using that as our foundation and so we know when we start the pendulum swinging a little bit one way, we will swing it back into the Word of God and we will look and see what God has to say. When stuff starts happening, we will put it through the filter of the Word of God so that what comes out of it is the truth and is good for us. You know, And so that, that's what I want to share with you this morning, that no matter where you, where you are in your Christian walk uh, whether you are a new Christian, whether you've been a Christian for 50 years of your life, the Bible is no less important no matter what stage of the Christian life you are at. And, and you need to keep on coming back to that word and filtering your life through it. And, and it's, it's freeing to have a filter. Right? It's freeing to have that filter. Uh, because that filter gives you life. Right? That filter gives you life. Uh, There will not be any free respirator testing after. Uh, Christopher would have to shave. Yeah. (laughs) So this morning I want to just encourage you. uh, I don't know the life you've had. Right? I know pretty much something about everybody in this room. uh, But I really don't know the life you've had. But... The word of God will set you free. There is new life that awaits people in the word of God, not not just for now, but for eternity. Right? The word of God isn't just about today; it's about eternity. And so, uh, I want to uh, allow the word of God to be your filter and get rid of the dust of the world and set you free. <laughs>